We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football has a new commitment in the 2024 recruiting class. We're going to be breaking down Dan Lanning's newest commit on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres. And um, just a quick little note uh, at the top of today's episode, I am on the road. I am coming to you from Boulder Creek, California, a beautiful little spot uh, in uh, kind of the Bay Area, close to, you know, around the Santa Cruz Mountains. Um, I'm uh, staying with some family, but because of that, I have a little bit of an interesting internet situation, so I'm not too sure if this is going to make it out on the YouTube channel or not, but I at least want to get it, wanted to get a podcast out uh, because there was some big news on the recruiting trail for Dan Landon and the Oregon Ducks. So I uh, just wanted to throw that note out there, ask that you guys bear with me and you know, just have some patience. Hopefully I can get on the YouTube channel, but at the very least, I want to get it up on the podcasting platform of your choice. That's where you can usually find us. But let's break it right down. Let's get into the story of the day. Oregon has landed a commitment from 2024 safety Aaron Flowers. Aaron Flowers comes from Forney, Texas, kind of out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the Lone Star State. He is a six-foot, 190-pound prospect. And uh, looking right now at his 247 Sports composite rating and ranking, he is rated a four-star prospect, 0.9397. And uh, as far as rankings, he's the number 133 player in the country, the number 10 safety and the number 24 recruit in the state of Texas in the 2024 class. And this is a huge commitment for Oregon for a variety of reasons, right? We're going to talk about the uh, the recruitment, kind of how this one unfolded leading up to that commitment. Uh, so let's just kind of dial it back to the start. You know, when the Oregon connection was made, Chris Hampton was hired in January as the new safeties coach and co-defensive coordinator at Oregon. Uh, after serving as the Tulane defensive coordinator in the 2022 season. And Aaron Flowers was one of Chris Hampton's first offers here at safety in the 2024 recruiting class. So uh, I was able to talk to Flowers before he took his visit out to Eugene, and I'll get into maybe some of what he had to say then. But case in point is that Aaron Flowers was a guy that Chris Hampton wanted from from the get-go upon getting hired to join Dan Lanning's staff in Eugene. And obviously, uh, you know, things ended up going pretty well. Um, 
so he took his first visit out to Oregon in March, and that was actually his first trip to the West Coast, Flowers was telling me. And where that gets interesting is the fact that he visited Oregon unofficially in March. And then while he was out West, he decided to fly an hour or so south, hour and a half, two hours to Los Angeles to check out the USC Trojans and Lincoln Riley. And um, what makes that interesting is that this was actually largely a two-team race when it came down to uh, commitment time for Aaron Flowers. He um, he really, really liked both trips, uh, and uh, USC was actually surging. They had a lot of the momentum in this uh, recruitment in the days leading up to Aaron Flowers' commitment, but Oregon was able to come on late in this one and ultimately close the door and um, land a, a really, really highly coveted safety. You know, Aaron Flowers is I told you about his ratings and rankings. He's he's no slouch of a, of a recruit, obviously. You know, uh, almost 30 reported scholarship offers. So the guys wanted this this player. Schools from all across the country wanted Aaron Flowers' commitment. And, and fortunately for Oregon, they were able to win out in the end. But like I was saying, this is a guy that was largely trending towards USC. And then I was talking to some people around the, the program, around the Oregon program, and even in the, the last 24 hours leading up to this commitment, Oregon was making a strong push. You know, ever since he left his visit, ever since he left Eugene, Oregon stayed involved and uh, they never let up. And another thing that was interesting about this recruitment and the way that it unfolded for Oregon is Dan Lanning's involvement, Dan Lanning's personal involvement in, in this recruitment. You know, there, I saw some good quotes from uh, Sam Spiegelman of, of On3, I believe is his name. Hopefully I'm saying that right, but he covers you know the Texas area really well. And, um, and Flowers even said when I was talking to him about how Coach Lanning was FaceTiming him more than you know most head coaches do, which I think is, it's an interesting aspect to look at in, in today's modern age of recruiting, right? Because look at all the things that a head coach has to do. I talked about this uh, in a, an episode not too long ago of Locked on Ducks with my guy Spencer McLaughlin, just talking about everything that a head coach has on his plate, especially where we are right now in, in the recruiting calendar year. You have spring football going on in Eugene. You got recruiting, which never stops. You had a coach's combine that was in Eugene just the other day. Uh, you have the NFL draft coming up, so you're trying to facilitate and help some guys uh, in their NFL journeys. And then you also are welcoming a, a number of new recruits from the 2023 recruiting class. I think it was like 26 newcomers for Oregon. Uh, and then you also have guys coming in from the portal, guys leaving to go in the portal. So there's so much that's calling and asking for your, needing your attention. So I think what I'm trying to say here is that head coaches, you know, they're going to be involved on some level with every guy, right? But who are those guys that, that, you know, maybe they tab as, you know, extra priorities that need a little bit more attention. You know, I really want this guy. So I'm going to make sure that I put in more of my, um, more of my effort with, with that player. And I think that that was one of the cases here with, with Aaron flowers and it shouldn't come as a surprise because he's a defensive guy, right? And Dan Lanning's a defensive guy. So it makes a lot of sense for him to prioritize Aaron flowers in, in, in that way. But uh, yeah, Chris Hampton was was a guy that was heavily involved here too. Obviously, that's going to be Flowers' position coach once he once he gets to Oregon, and and he's kind of getting his uh, his feet under him a little bit, you know, as a uh, recruiter. I think Taishim Johnson was the the first safety 
to commit to Oregon after Hampton was hired, um, the, the Ole Miss transfer. I can't remember exactly when Evan Williams committed, but that one kind of felt like he was going to be going to Oregon, um, you know, especially with the familiarity he had with the program. You know, Bennett Williams, his brother playing there. It, it makes a lot of sense, but this is this is a really good recruit for for Chris Hampton to get his feet underneath him in terms of like his first high school recruit to get at Oregon. And I think that, uh, you know, it's probably a, a little bit of a hint of uh, what's to come at the safety position because Oregon safeties have been good, not great. And I think that you need to keep adding these high level guys in the secondary at defensive back. And, and Aaron Flowers is the first defensive back to commit to Oregon in the 2024 recruiting class. So Heck of a way to start your DB recruiting in this cycle. We know that they're going after some huge safeties this cycle. You got uh, Xavier Filsimi out of uh, Texas as well. You have Jalen McLean out of New Jersey. He was on campus. Filsimi might be making it out for the spring game is what some reports are saying. He's a five-star guy. You got KJ Bolden out of Buford, Georgia. He's coming to the spring game, five-star safety. You got Peyton Woodyard. He's another guy. He's committed to Georgia right now, but I know Oregon's going to stay in the picture, stay involved there. So there's a lot of really talented safeties that Oregon's going after. I updated our hot board uh, story uh, on Ducks Digest for the safety position. So make sure you go ahead and, and, and check that one out. But another, I'm, I have my laptop on a dresser. So you got to kind of improvise when you're on the road in terms of where you're uh where you're recording. So this isn't my typical posture, but I'm just trying to keep it rolling. Um, another aspect of this commitment, I mean, this was an Oregon versus USC recruiting battle. And, and I tweeted it out yesterday, last night, you know, I'm here for all the Dan Lanning and Lincoln Riley recruiting battles that, that we're going to see. Um, and, you know, this is another defensive guy. So, you know, makes sense that Oregon and Dan Lanning would be able to get the defensive guy as opposed to the offensive guy. Uh, over the Trojans, but it's it's going to be, you know, a recurring theme. We're going to be seeing Oregon and SC. We always see Oregon and SC going after so many of the same guys. Um, so this is a significant win in, in that regard, too, uh, because I think it just drives home the point. This was making me laugh the other day. Um, just, I guess, with the nature of the reporting, you know, I put stuff out and I say where Oregon is in the recruiting rankings, and we'll talk about that, and then you get some some salty SC fans that, that hop in my mentions and, and then they're going at it with other Oregon fans and they're saying like, Oh, Hey, congrats on where you guys are ranked. Um, you know, we're going to the big 10. So it's, I think that it just drives on the point that Oregon's going to be able to stay competing with these guys, even when USC, even when UCLA go to the big 10, maybe there's going to be some of those, you know, recruits that they lose, but I feel like, I think Oregon's going to stick around when it comes to recruiting against some of these really, really big names in, in college sports and in, in college football in particular, like USC. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So that was a funny little tidbit, but let's let's talk a little bit about, about the, the player that Oregon's getting, right? Let's look at what the Ducks are getting in their, their latest commit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read from the 247 Sports profile from, from Gabe Brooks. He's a national scouting analyst with 247 Sports. This is his scouting report on what the Ducks are getting. Uh, this is his scouting report on Aaron Flowers. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read that. This is from Gabe Brooks. Good-sized defensive back with experience at multiple spots in the secondary and traits to move around. Pushing six feet with near six and a half foot wingspan, six foot and a half. Yeah, with near six, six and one half foot wingspan and above average mass relative to position projection. Players plays aware and active with competitive nature, consistently willing to engage perimeter run, whether aligned at corner or safety. Physicality lives up to listed size and reflects in tackling ability. Length aids in ability to shrink catch windows and frustrate receivers at the line of scrimmage and downfield. Gets hands on a healthy number of throws. Also will play the ball as a run defender looking for the strip. Owns a multi-sport athletic profile that includes some somewhat limited track and field experience. Sophomore combine testing provided encouraging context relative to agility and lateral twitch, which shows on the field. Good functional athlete would ideally find more verified speed markers to provide additional context. Shows recovery speed, especially when playing nickel and over the top. Top gear likely has some room to improve around the ball a lot, and playmaking production could increase. Projects as a high major defensive back who likely fits at safety or nickel, but also could give you snaps at corner as needed. Potential to develop into a multi-year starter with NFL draft upside. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. I think uh, a couple things pop off from what Brooks said, and and I, I saw it when I was watching his tape. Physicality is the first thing that really pops off. Um, I think that's what you want in your safety, especially with the brand of defense that Oregon's trying to play. I think that there have been times when Oregon's DBs have been criticized for for being soft. Some of that's warranted. Some of it isn't warranted. You know, you can comment and tell me what you think about that. But this is the kind of guy you want a guy who's who's looking to knock someone's block off when he's coming down in run support or he's coming to help over the top, you know, on deep plays. And another thing that I really like about him is his versatility. I mean, Tosh LaPointe and Dan Linney were talking about it when Tysheem Johnson, when they were asked about Tysheem Johnson here in spring practice, versatility, that's what you want. You want to get guys that can do a bunch of different things for you. I don't, you know, it's not the situation where you want to get a guy who can do a bunch of different things, but he doesn't do one thing. Well, I think that, he's a guy that has a lot of coverage upside, you know, watching his tape, like Brooks was saying, you know, staying around the ball, getting his hands on balls. He's a really good guy in coverage. I like his recovery speed. You know, 
his speed is good, not great. Um, so I think that that's something that you want to see improve. You still have some room for growth there. Um, he's got good size, right? At you know six foot, six foot one, in the neighborhood of 190 pounds. So he's got a body, he's got a frame that that is ready for college football from from that perspective. And um, yeah, I, th I think that that's kind of what I've hit on. You know, good tackling ability. You want guys that are you know either the safeties are your last line of defense, so you need to have guys who are going to be able to tackle. You can't put a guy out there who's like, hey, I hope he makes the tackle. You know, he's, he's an all right tackler. But let's talk about Flowers's fit. You know, how does his impact, how does his commitment impact this roster? Because the safety room at Oregon is a pretty intriguing one right now. You know, you, you have returners like Brian Addison, Steve Stevens, um Jamal Hill Jamal Hill is doing some work at inside linebacker it looks like this spring so we'll see if he's even in the safety room by the time this the season comes around then you have some younger guys that have played some football but are still looking for you know scratching the surface and getting involved you have JJ Greenfield who's played a good amount of football for the Ducks you have Trajan Williams uh who came in the 2022 class and then you have a pair of uh young guys in Tyler Turner and Cody DeCambra who who signed with Oregon in 2023 and are with the Ducks right now going through spring ball and then you have a couple of transfers who come in Tyshim Johnson from Ole Miss and Evan Williams from uh Fresno State younger brother of Bennett Williams so I think you don't bring those guys in unless you expect them to have some kind of a role to be involved in your defense in in 2023 so I think that it's a really crowded room. It's a pretty old room, you know, veteran room. So you're going to need to keep bringing in guys that can, you know, you got to reload that room. Um, case in point, I think that Evan Williams doesn't have any more eligibility after the 23 season. I want to say Tyshim Johnson can come back um, in 2024 if he wants to, but we got to see how that all plays out. Either way, I think that the secondary is just, you know, it's been a work in progress. It hasn't really been a strength for Oregon for, for quite a bit. You know, since they had Javon Holland and Verone McKinley manning down those safety spots, since they had Diamador Lenore, Thomas Graham, uh, Mikel Wright even, you know, he was he was involved there. So it's it's a work in progress. And we're even seeing the, the secondary kind of getting overhauled in 2023, especially at corner with Christian Gonzalez off the NFL. You got guys like – Daylon Austin, Roderick Pleasant, um, Cole Martin, Solomon Davis, you know, they attacked that cornerback spot in the 2023 recruiting class. You also bring in Kyrie Jackson from Alabama. I'm excited to see what he has to do. Uh, hopefully the, the reporters out there in Eugene ask about him a little bit more um, in, in spring practice. So Aaron Flowers is a, a guy who is going to be joining kind of a crowded room. But by the time he gets to Oregon, I feel like it's going to look a little bit different, a lot different than it does right now. And, and he could be in the position where he maybe finds himself, you know, sniffing the field a little bit more, even as a true freshman. And so I love that. You got to love, you want to add more guys that can play early. And that was one of the things that Dan Lenny talked about early in the spring ball, saying that one of the biggest differences between the talent from last year to this year is you have a lot of quality guys, quality depth at a D line and, um, and you know, uh, defensive back, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, so you'll have to excuse me, but you just want to have more guys that can play and you want to have more guys that can play early. You know, you want to bring guys in that are going to be pushing your starters for, for spots, for snaps. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, other thing I was going to say is just, you know, how does this uh, commitment for Oregon impact them on the recruiting trail as far as rankings, right? That's another thing that people want to talk about. Uh, they moved from number 18 to number 11. 
uh, yesterday after the commitment, but there has been some more movement. So now they're uh, they're at 12. So from 18 to 12 nationally is definitely a good spot. You only have six commitments and you're knocking on top 10 territory. That is really, really solid. That tells you, you know, how much quality, how many quality commits the Ducks are getting in this 2024 class. Jordan Anderson is the headliner, four-star wideout out of Newport Harbor High School. Tyser Denmark, another four-star wideout out of Roman Catholic in Philadelphia. And then Aaron Flowers, the newest member of the bunch, is right there at number three. And Oregon has the three highest-rated commitments in the Pac-12 in the 2024 recruiting class. So a lot of good movement. Um, kind of the last thing I wanted to talk about is where is Oregon recruiting at moving forward, right? You know, you got that big spring game uh, coming up at the end of the month. Tons of five-star talent already locked in for visits. You can find my latest running updated visitor list over on DucksDigest.com. You got big guys that are there even right now, right? You got Aaron Butler, former USC commit, wide receiver out of Calabasas, elite, elite guy. He's on campus right now for a visit. Hopefully I'm going to talk to him and get an update there. Oregon's in the mix along with Alabama, Georgia, Colorado, Washington, Toronto, that top five, Aaron, Fla- Aaron, Aaron Flowers too. But Aaron Butler is a dude. I saw him at the UANX camp in Los Angeles, and he's going to be a big-time guy wherever he goes. Um, but you have a number of guys that Oregon's still in a really good spot with. I, uh, I did a next five that could commit to Oregon story over on DucksDigest.com. So – you know, recruiting moves fast, and I know that you, the fans are always wondering what's next. So I did the next five that I think could commit to Oregon. One of those guys I actually already have committed, I already have predicted to Oregon, I should say. Um, so if you're wondering what's next for Oregon recruiting, go over there. But the case in point is that I think Aaron Flowers could be the start of a string of commitments that Oregon's going to be putting together here on the recruiting trail in 2024. Oregon's looking for another historic class, and quite frankly, they need it. To, to get where they want to go. Um, you know, they've been pretty solid recruiting, but you got to keep bringing in those big, big time classes. You got to just keep pushing the envelope every single year. And the next step that they're really going for, they got to get into that top five. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but I think that it's definitely doable at Oregon. And you definitely got to try to get your quarterback in the mix sooner rather than later. Landed a new prediction for Luke Moga um, from, from uh, Justin Hopkins over there at Scoop Duck earlier this week. So got to keep an eye on what's going on at quarterback. Dylan Rayla is supposed to come out to Oregon for that spring game, but you can't put all your eggs in one basket. We've seen that time and time again. But um, yeah, huge news for Oregon going back into the Lone Star State. They signed six recruits out of Texas in 2023, and they're probably going to try to go for around that number again here in 2024. So many, so many connections to the state of Texas, both on this roster and on this coaching staff, this Oregon staff is hungry, and they're going to be attacking the Lone Star State a lot more moving forward. So make sure you keep an eye on some of the top prospects in the state of Texas that Oregon's going after. But that's about all I have for you guys on this episode of the Duck Stage Podcast. Hopefully going to get it onto YouTube. But like I said, the internet's a little spotty, very spotty. Um, so we're going to have to see how that works, what my hotspot can do for me. Make sure you guys lock in with me on social media if you haven't already. I'm at mTaurus Sports on Twitter, at mTaurus Sports on Instagram, and then I'm on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And make sure to stay up to date with my latest coverage, my latest written coverage of the Oregon Ducks over on DucksDigest.com. But until next time, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to talk the Ducks, talk about the Ducks, talk some Duck football with me, and we'll 
Catch you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.